You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. There's something about God's voice. And men of old understood it. And they will wait to hear that voice. Because the moment they hear that voice, their story will change. And today, someone's story will change. In Jesus' name. Can you put your hands together for yourselves again for being a part of this service? Glory to God. This month, you have no choice. There's forceful advancement for you. Forceful advancement. Everybody say forceful advancement. Say aggressive progress. It's not gradual progress. No. It's not progress that only you will notice. It's progress that everyone around you will notice. Say I receive that kind. Glory to God. But I began to share last Sunday in the first service. And I was talking about the heart that experiences forceful advancement. And so I'm taking the part two this morning. The heart that experiences forceful advancement. Let me lay a foundation by what I'm going to say now. There are two kinds of hindrances a believer can have when it concerns progress. There are external hindrances and there are internal hindrances. So, someone wants to move forward. He wants to make progress and there is resistance. And that resistance could be external. It means it's coming from outside and most of the time, some of us only know about external resistance. So you are binding devils, you are casting demons, you are killing witches, you are moving mountains. Those are external hindrances. But the subtle one that we always ignore, which is actually more powerful than the external hindrances, are the internal hindrances. The one you don't see. Matters of the hearts. Glory to God. Those internal hindrances are more powerful than the external ones. The truth is that if you address the internal hindrances, it is easy to take care of the external ones. Are you, are you with me? Why does Satan take time to come to tempt a man? Why did he come to tempt Jesus? Because he understood. Why didn't he just stop him from doing what he was going to do? No, 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 no. He was trying to set up an, a hindrance from within. Glory to God. If thou be the son of God. Amen. Then he starts thinking, am I really the son of God? Am I, am I sure? Am I sure? If he's thinking like that, he cannot open blind eyes. If he's thinking like that, he cannot raise the dead. Are you with me? If he's thinking like that, he will not speak to circumstances with the authority which he did. And there are many of you here that have been fighting external hindrances. But by the spirit of God, he's bringing your attention to address the internal hindrances. And they will be addressed today. When you see something that has to do, somebody is praying, praying, praying. Satan is not that powerful. Did you hear me? No, he's not. He has been defeated. Are you listening to me? Defeated. Someone said defeated means they've removed his feet. Amen. He has been defeated. So, your life and your business, he has no power over it. 
but he understands how man is how man is created and he has been dealing with man satan has experience he has dealt with your great-grandfather he knows your grandfather and now he knows you so he has storage of information about people like you and how to handle people like you am i communicating the bible calls it the wiles the tricks the schemes of the devil i will open my my message this morning with proverbs 4 23 amen i read the king james last week i read from the complete jewish bible i'll read that one also KJV first. Glory to God. Okay, I'll read three translations. King James Version, uh, complete Jewish Bible, and NLT will be the last. Read with me. Want to go? Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. What did he say you should keep? Your heart. Your heart. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are what? The issues of life. Complete Jewish Bible. I'll read it. They might not have it. I don't know if they have it. Above everything else, guard your heart, for it is the source of life's consequences. I'll read it again. Above everything else, guard your heart. It is the source of life's consequences. That means the consequences of your life are controlled from inside. Amen? Hi, I pray that God opens your eye to understand this. It is the source of life's consequences. Things don't just happen. I used an illustration some time back and I said, you meet a young man that is always meeting ladies that chop his money and never really love him. You've heard those kind of stories. Are you understanding me? He has had five relationships. He had his first relationship in Abiokuta. He met Folake. Folake finished his money. She did not marry him. He traveled to the north and met Amina. Amina finished his money. She did not marry him. He came to the east and met Inkechi. Inkechi did the same thing to him. Now he has come to Portacot. And I'm telling you, Belema will do the same thing. Are you listening to me? Why is he always meeting those kind of people? Are you listening to me? There is something in his heart that keeps pushing him to those kind of people. Am I communicating? The life consequences, the source of it is the heart. That means that I can change the consequences of my life if I can alter the structure of my heart. Amen. Amen. Am I communicating? <laughs> your heart is louder than your voice. That's why somebody will meet you. You've not said anything. But they are relating with you in the same way every other person is relating with you, even if they don't know you. Amen. <laughs> I believe maybe to be next Sunday, I'm going to talk to you about the things Jesus said about the heart. But today, you know, since I'm, I'm still here, let me build on this. So, please give me the NLT, New Living Translation. Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart above all else. What does it say? For, for it determines the cause of your life. That means the direction your life will go. Amen. Is determined by the heart. That means that my heart regulates my life experiences. So I cannot talk about forceful advancement and ignore my heart. 
I can wake up every morning and address witches and wizards and demonic spirits. If I address my heart, certain changes will never happen. And thank God for scripture that gave us that understanding. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm going to use the scripture to explain because you need to understand there are certain things that the scripture said, you know, about the heart of man. And we read some scriptures last week. How the scripture explained that the heart of man, it's talking about the natural man, is desperately wicked. Hallelujah. Then he said, who can know it? He's talking about how complex the heart is. And please permit me to say this. It is not talking about that physical heart that pumps blood. Amen. When the scripture talks about the heart of man, it's talking about something beyond the physical heart. Except for the portion of scripture that is specifically speaking about the physical heart. Did you hear me? He said, with the heart man believes unto righteousness. He's not talking about this one that pumps blood. Amen. And if you don't understand how the heart of man is, your heart will even be playing you. Praise the Lord. Have you not heard people say things? I've been a pastor for some time. And I have counseled people, sat with them, and we're talking about something. It could be maybe um, somebody that, um, okay, let me give an example. Someone got a job, and the job demands the person has to deal with a lot of money. And money. So I said, hey, this job you started now, don't mess it up. Along the way, there will be temptations to do wrong. Don't you to say, no, no, no. I've never been a thief since I was a child. Me? I've never taken another person's pencil, even in school. I say, well, I'm counseling you because you've never been here before. Months or a few years down the line, police has come to look for him. They called me, hey, pastor, are you the pastor of this, this, this? Yeah, what happened? Is it the police station? What happened? He stole the company money. What happened? He was not a thief. Amen. But he has become a thief. <laughs> Glory to God. Are you hearing me? Because even he himself is when they put him behind bars and I say, what am I? I can't even believe I would do this kind of thing. It's time to say it was the devil. That means that he didn't think he would have been able to do that. But he did it. Then I've had counseling sessions with people as it concerns marriage and relationship where you, a lady will say, Hmm, that guy, he was asking my hand in marriage. I can never marry him. And they even be the ones telling you negatives about the guy. He's not even a Christian. He does not know John chapter 3, verse 16. I say, let us pray. You could not pray the Lord's prayer. Say, okay, okay. Four months later, you see their wedding card. What happened? It's not as bad as I was thinking. That means she herself did not know. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let me give another illustration. Have you seen people that are in an abusive relationship? That all the friends around know that this relationship is abusive. And people have come to help. Maybe the fellow is physically abusive. 
and um, the lady will run away and then she will say it's over it's over I'm done you will now think because she says it's over you too you abuse the guy they will use you and settle uh, you know what I'm talking about once the guy just comes just say I know you did not mean it And then her friends will be telling her, it's not the one he will come now, you will just, after he will just say sorry, you will agree. Say me, I will never agree. And the friends say, you will agree. Because we know you. We know you more than you know yourself. Am I communicating? Some of you as I'm talking, it's like, it's your matter that I brought on the table. Amen. <laughs> That's why you came now. We have to bring your matter on the table. Amen. God is settling your matter today. In Jesus' mighty name. So, it's talking about the heart of man. That there are things you didn't think you would do, you might be surprised you would do it. There are people that have murdered people that have never killed a fly before. Amen. Did you hear me? They've never stepped on a cockroach because they don't even know what is in their hearts. Now, the truth is this. For anything God will do in your life, your heart can limit God or allow God. That's a strong statement. Your heart can limit him or allow him. Your heart can limit him or allow him. I don't know what you decide this year. Will your heart allow him? Will your heart allow him? So that's why you're learning this. I'm showing you something. So I'll show you a few scriptures. Especially the ones we mentioned last week. Glory to God. Let's look at Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. I quoted it, but let me just read it to you. Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. Jeremiah chapter 17. It says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. That means that one of the things about the word of God is that the word of God is able to locate what really is in your heart. That's why sometimes you might even be sitting down and hearing a message. You're wondering. The Spirit of God is leading you to listen to a message. You say, I don't think I need it. The Lord knows you need it. Amen. Am I communicating? Yeah. But in your mind, you say, I don't think I need that message. But the Lord is leading you to listen to the message. Because he knows your heart. So, let's go further. Now, the, why is the heart that complex? Because the heart has different chambers, according to scripture. Hallelujah. All right? There are different compartments. You know, there are certain things that are in the natural that somehow are also in the spirit. So from the Bible and the interpretation of the heart from scripture, the heart also has what? Four chambers or four compartments. Four parts of the man that make up what the Bible refers to as what? The heart. Let's start with Genesis 6 verse 5. Amen. Genesis 6 verse 5. It says there, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of what? Of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Amen. Did you see that? Now let me explain something to you. If you read the scripture here, understand it. He's not saying that he saw them doing wicked things. No. It's their hearts he saw. Amen. Am I communicating? He saw the hearts. And what he was looking at in the heart were the thoughts of that heart were only evil continually. 
and God already addressed it. He didn't wait for the action. Amen. He addressed it. So everybody said thoughts of the heart. Did you see that part? Every imagination of the thoughts of his heart. Every imagination of what? The thoughts of his heart. So the first compartment of the heart is the logic compartment, the thoughts compartment. Hallelujah. The thought compartment, the part where you reason and think. Amen. The thoughts of the heart. I'll show you three more scriptures or so about this same idea. Now I say every imagination of the thoughts. Now it's thoughts that become images. Amen. Am I communicating? It's thoughts that form images. Imagination, the root word there is image, pictures. It's through thoughts that the pictures form. If, if Satan wants you to have a picture in your mind, he will bring thoughts to you. Amen. Until that picture will form. When the picture forms, then the purpose of bringing those thoughts have been fulfilled. Now, let me give an example. You see, you can have thoughts of cancer. Praise the Lord. You, you put a thought of cancer in your mind. Then you go somewhere, you now read about cancer. Then uh, you are trying to pick something else, you're, a pain in your chest. Are you understanding me? The devil said, that's how the cancer used to be. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Then it started as thoughts. After a while, you start seeing yourself like they are taking you to the hospital. In your mind though, praise the Lord. You start seeing that, ah, they are planning your funeral, they are cutting your hair. Are you getting what I'm saying? As long as that picture has formed... He has achieved what he wanted to achieve. You will have cancer. It's not in Jesus' name. The person will have cancer. Am I communicating? So the language used there is that the imagination of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. So that first compartment is where Satan deals with first the thought compartment, the thoughts of the heart. Let me look at another scripture. First Chronicles 29 verse 18. First Chronicles 29:18. I will lay out a few scriptures for those of you writing down. You could write down Job 17 verse 11. You could write down Esther 6 verse 6. Psalm 133, 139 verse 23. Now, in 1 Chronicles 29:18, he uses the same phrase again, thoughts of the heart. Look at it. He said, Oh Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, our fathers, keep this forever in the what? Imagination of the thoughts of the heart of thy people and prepare their heart unto thee. Are you seeing that? Now listen, you know, the person, the author or the writer of Genesis is different from the writer of Chronicles. Amen. But they agree in the thoughts of the heart. Hallelujah. Are we together? They agree. They were written years apart, hundreds of years apart. Hallelujah. But they agree in the thoughts of the heart. And even use the phrase, the imagination of the thoughts of the heart. Job 17 verse 11. Job 17 11. After that, I'm going to read Esther 6, 6, Psalm 139 verse 23. Read with me, want to go. My days are past. My purposes are broken off. Even what? The thoughts of my heart. Hallelujah. This is Job. He agrees that there are thoughts of the heart. A lot of you here, Satan always has come through those thoughts of your heart. That means there are thoughts he plants in your heart. Hallelujah. Am I complicating? Thoughts are real things in the spirit. They are real. Very real. As a matter of fact, there's nothing in the spirit that starts off without a thought. Glory to God. I did a teaching. We have a Bible study course. And um, I was teaching on thoughts. And I said, thoughts are the brick and mortar of the spirit realm. Amen. That's what everything builds on. So you take it for granted, you'll be amazed. Now, Satan knows that. That's why 
social media, television, and so on and so forth. The focus is to keep bombarding your thoughts with anything that is contrary to God's word. Hallelujah. It's a, it's a, it's a war. <laughs> That's warfare on the mind. You wake up in the morning, you didn't plan to watch anything violent, you didn't plan to see anything obscene, you will see it. Then you start thinking. Amen. Psalm 139 verse 23. So this is the first compartment we're talking about, the third compartment. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Hallelujah. He's trying to say the thoughts of his heart also. And let me end with Hebrews 4.12. Glory to God. Hebrews 4.12. That's New Testament. Are you there? It says, for the word of God is what? Is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of what? Of soul and spirit. And of the joints and marrows. Now, the next, the, that last part is what I want to focus on. And is what? A discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Everybody say the thoughts. Everybody say the thoughts. So, the New Testament here is telling you about the thoughts of the heart. So, there is a part of your heart. is the logic, logic compartment of your heart. That's where thinking happens. Hallelujah. Thoughts come in there, then they are processed. Thoughts come in there, they are deleted. Thoughts come in there. Are you understanding what I'm saying? As they are processed, they become images or pictures. Hallelujah. Once they become pictures, they are ready to be produced. They are ready to become a reality on the outside. Now, I talked about internal hindrances. There are certain pictures that are formed in your mind that will not allow some physical things outside to happen. Do you know there are some people that the picture, the, the picture that has formed in their mind through thoughts is a picture of entering keke and taxi and bike. There is no picture of owning a car. Are you understanding me? It's not there. So, when the government now says, um, in the year 2025, we're going to ban keke, you say, why? How will, we, how will we be moving? How will we be moving? That means you are thinking that in 2025, you'll still be reducing keke. Then I say, okay, no, we're going to move it now. It's going to be in the year 2030. You say, ah, ah. 2030 is too near now. You don't know you have a problem. Glory to God. Am I complicating? You are responding without knowing what is doing you. Is this is not from your village now? This is from inside. Glory to God. You are angry. Why? Why? How will we move? How will I go to my shop? How will I go to my place of work? That means you are thinking in 2030, nine years from now, you will still be using KK. Everybody say, God forbid. Your God forbid is not even strong because the picture is not allowing you to say it. Amen. Say the God forbid. Glory to God. There are certain things that the, there are pictures and they are strong. So they become eternal hindrances. Now, let me not go in that direction. But did you get that? The thoughts of the heart. So that's the first part of the heart. That compartment that thinks. Thoughts come in. And does Satan plant thoughts? Yes, he does. He will suggest things to you. Maybe we should look at 7 Corinthians 10. Let's look at 7 Corinthians 10. I'll read from verse 4. Let me show you something. 7 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. My time is running. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4. Please change who is there. I want something very fast. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. 
To what? To the pulling down of strongholds. Verse 5. Put verse 5 now. It now says something very powerful there. It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Watch this. I'm bringing into captivity every, 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 not some thoughts, to the obedience of Christ. That means that there are thoughts that come. You have a role to play in managing your thought compartments. That means there are thoughts that come that somehow exalt themselves against the knowledge of God in your life. The knowledge of God in your life is that you are like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter. That's the knowledge of God. The thought comes and says, no, so in years, you will not make it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that thought is trying to say it is superior to what God has said in your life. Am I communicating? It's a wrong thought. Now, if you allow that thought, it will form an image. Do you know that some of you have Listen, God cannot walk in your life beyond the image that you carry. Let me explain what I mean. There are some people that believe that if God is going to do something, he does it slow. But if Satan is doing something, he does it fast. There are some people that believe like that. And that's how it will be for you. Amen. Amen. And it came by thoughts that formed an image. What, what happens when you watch some of those home videos? Nollywood I'm talking about. When they show you how um, uh, a, a, a juju priest was fighting with uh, a, most of the time to be a Catholic father or something. You know, a Christian minister. It definitely cannot be Renaissance Assembly. They will be using all those images. What are they trying to do? You say, oh, then they say, they see the pastor is wearing a collar, then he's standing in the pulpit as he was talking, then an evil green light will not fire him, he will not fall down. It cannot happen. Did you hear me? It cannot happen. It can never, even say, when Satan even see it, he will say, oh, he, because he knows it cannot happen. Are you understanding me? It cannot happen. But you know what that movie is doing to you? It's putting a picture in your mind. It's giving you an image to see and accept that Satan is powerful. That Satan's power, you know, in Nigerian English, as the way we used to say, you would say, we'll pass him like this. You know? <laughs> you know, children, when they're describing something, they, they make you believe that between Satan and God, it's just like this. You know, pigeon English say, remain small. It's not like that, though. No. He said, far above. You are seated far above all principality and power, might and dominion. Far above. There's no comparison. So when you see those kind of movies, and they're trying to project a knowledge against the knowledge of God, don't accept it. Am I communicating? Or they will show a believer he suffered for a long time. Finally, before God now showed up. It doesn't happen like that. But Satan wants you to believe that. So that you will give him permission to do that same thing in your own life. Say it will not happen here. Say it's not happening here. No, you don't say this way. Say it will not happen here. Glory to God. That's the thoughts of your heart. The thoughts of your heart. Now, some of you are growing up and there's a difference between having value for money and having a fear of lack. Are you listening to me? Now, some parents in trying to teach their children value of money instill poverty thoughts in their mind. You think money is easy? You think money is easy? Da, 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 da. You should instill the value for money. But be careful. So a child has not even grown up in life. He said, hmm, 
Money is very hard. Oh. <laughs> uh, if you see our daddy, you will know money is hard. You know? Because when he's eating his lunch, you will know that he suffered for it. I saw a guy one time, I went to do evangelism. So I, I drove my car and parked somewhere. So I came down, it was like um, this kind of buka place, you know, and then some guy was eating. So I w- came to preach to them. The way he was eating the bar, I knew that life was hard. I said, I would say, Amen, Amen. <laughs> I know, Amen. You know. So, a picture you carry in your mind that life is a. So, somebody say, eh, You hear that somebody bought something 30,000, 100,000. I say, How do they so gather that kind of plenty money? How many lifetimes will I live to gather that kind of money? Hello? Those are thoughts. They say, I'm this, pl- this place costs uh, 23 million. He said, 23 million. Hey, that one on my 22 year salary. <laughs> you know what? Listen, listen. I'm not saying you should pretend if something, does, if something looks expensive to you. No, that's not what I'm teaching you. You have to come to a place where the knowledge of God's word, hallelujah, has addressed those thoughts. I call them limiting thoughts. They are limiting thoughts. They are limiting images. They are limiting pictures. As long as they are there, there are lines you will never cross. Why does God give us visions? To change the pictures inside us. That's why you have a dream. You know, find anybody that God did something fantastic in their life. You say, ah, someone say, oh, I was living in the village. I was living in the village. We used to go to farm every day. Then one day as I was sleeping, I had a dream. I saw myself in Los Angeles. Is God putting a picture of Los Angeles in his mind? If not, he will never go to Los Angeles. Are you listening to me? So as he wakes up, Los Angeles is now real in his heart. But he has never been to Portacot. But he believes in Los Angeles. You, you are living in Portacot here. You don't have that picture in your heart. The guy who from village straight to Los Angeles. God will catapult you with those pictures in your heart. So, the thoughts of your heart, are you with me? The thoughts of your heart are important. There are some people that have never had a picture of wedding. Are you understanding me? You might be talking it, but there has never really been a picture of wedding. You always, it's just a picture of girlfriend and boyfriend. You're a very wonderful girlfriend. And it's the picture in your heart that is happening. Yes, and after this one, you'll be another girlfriend again. There will be another girlfriend again. You have been girlfriending. Are you understanding me? You can coach people on how to be girlfriend. The picture has to change. Amen. From girlfriend to wife, to mother of children. You have to carry that picture of a mother in your heart. Glory to God. Am I communicating? Yeah. Now, how to, am I not getting to it now? But we're just dealing with the first compartment of the heart. There are three other compartments. And that is a place where I started from is the first place to deal with. The thoughts of the heart. So, the Bible calls the word of God the logos. Logos. That's where we get the English word logic. Are we together? That means the logos of God is God's logic. is God's reasoning about a matter. So when you hear God's word, he's telling you his opinion in that matter. And he wants you to reason like him in that matter. Am I communicating? So, anytime you're hearing God's word, he's giving you his opinion. Hallelujah. When that opinion of God becomes your opinion, hallelujah, it might take a while. But when it becomes your opinion, circumstances start adjusting. I'll end on this note. For example, do you know some of you believe that you can never be rich except you steal or you do money ritual or what's the other one again? Or you do Yahoo. It's a picture. If that picture is not removed, it's true. Anything you do, even if they give you a shop, it will still not be rich. 
Because that picture has not been removed. There are some people that believe that if they don't go to South Africa, they will never make it. And so Satan knows that that's the picture you're carrying. He'll be blocking your South Africa. Block it. Block it. Block it. Block, block, block. You just got that you're 72. And you were never rich because you didn't go to South Africa. Listen, you can be rich in Rumeme. I say you can be rich in Jerry here. You can be rich in Portacot here. Listen, don't allow that limiting thoughts stop you. And Satan has planted in your mind. It could be through a friend. It could be someone's experience. He's using someone's experience to plant a thought in your mind. And you have accepted it. So how will we make it if we don't do there's some people that think that they, they're supposed to make money instantly. So they go to do betting. They've betted their destiny. Amen. Glory to God. You bet 15,000. Then you say, you say, it's because it was 15. If I make it 30,000, I will make it. You bring 30,000. No, just because it was 30. You now you are looking for someone to give you 150,000 to go and bet. When you finish betting that one, they will jail you. Amen. As long as Satan has planted that thought in your mind that it's through betting you will make it. You know what? And you have accepted it. You're already on the wrong path. He doesn't have to do anything on you, on you again. Let me explain something. I end on this note. A thought is like a seed. If you put seed in the ground, you can go. The other circumstances, all, all the earth and the elements will take over from there. Is that not so? <laughs> so sometimes Satan comes to plant a thought in your mind. And then he can go his way. When the thought germinates, it will germinate to you, for you to do a wrong thing or make a wrong decision. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah, he knows that. So, every day, as you are hearing God's word, what do you do? You adjust. That means that if there is a thought that is not of God in your mind, you can resist it. You can uproot it. Hallelujah. Did you hear me? You can uproot it. You can uproot it. And the more you hear God's word, it will displace Every wrong thought in your mind. Praise God. Now, do you know what's happening to you today? Thoughts are being displaced. Amen. When God's word comes, it displaces the other thoughts. Hallelujah. And you keep hearing God's word. And see, the thing about God's word that the word is seed and water at the same time. So as you hear it, it plants. As you hear it, it waters what has been planted. Amen. So you keep hearing God's word to water what was planted in your heart. Next Sunday, I'm going to be talking about the other compartments of the heart. Hallelujah. Are we together? There are three other compartments. I'm going to talk about that. And then we'll get to what Jesus said about the heart. But I want you to know that this is the beginning of dealing with those internal hindrances in your life. Are you listening to me? If these internal hindrances have been dealt with, nothing external can stop you. Nothing on the outside can stop you. Lift your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. Nothing can stop me. Say again. In the name of Jesus. Nothing can stop me. Put your hands down. Nothing is. Listen. Do you know the, the most powerful person against your destiny? It's not God. It's not Satan. It's the person that you see when you look at the mirror. I know some of you see your grandfather. But if the person, the person you see when you look at the mirror, whoever you see is the greatest hindrance to destiny. Did you hear me? So, some of you don't know who you see. So, go back to your mirror amen, and look at your mirror. Whoever you see is the greatest hindrance to your destiny. That means that most of the circumstances of your life are controlled from your heart. If you address heart matters, you just see. Do you know there's some people that don't pray about certain things? It's not because, you know, no, no. It's because the conditions to produce those things are already met in the heart. Hallelujah. They are met in the heart. They are met in the heart. So when your thoughts have aligned with God's thoughts, there's no hindrance. Praise the Lord. There's no hindrance. Say, I'm thinking the thoughts of God. From today and forward, I'm thinking the thoughts of God. 
I reject thoughts of fear. I reject thoughts of limitation. I reject thoughts of sickness. I reject thoughts of lack. I reject thoughts of death. And I receive thoughts of life. I receive thoughts of progress. I receive thoughts of prosperity. I receive thoughts of money. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen, it matters what thoughts come to your mind. Do you know someone can just, that's why someone can be sitting down thinking and his blood pressure can change just by thinking. To make you understand the, fact, the power of thoughts. They can call someone on phone and tell him something. After that season thinking, his blood pressure will jump up. Are you listening to me? So don't take it lightly. Some people think that if a thought comes to you, it's a negative thought, you just shake your head, it will go. It does not go. No, you speak to it. It depends on the force of that thought. You will speak to it. You will speak to it in the name of Jesus. You will plant scriptures in your, in your mind. You will say God's word to yourself. If not, sometimes it's six weeks later, that thought that was planted will now germinate. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You'll be amazed. And I pray that no one under the sound of my voice will be under a wrong influence of thoughts. I pray that the thoughts that will control you from here are the thoughts of God's word. They are thoughts of abundance in the name of Jesus. I said thoughts of abundance in the name of Jesus. I said thoughts of abundance in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. This year is the greatest year of my life. Those are the kind of thoughts. I just said to me, this year, you say, eh, well, eh, 2020, in 2019, now, wow, things were very rough. Oh, hmm. It reminds me of how 2018 was also. You know, 2020 was the worst. 2021, well, in the last four years, nothing has really moved. I don't know how 2021 will be. I know that. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. 2021 is my year to reign. Say it. Say it's my year to reign. Because you came here today and wearing this cap on your head, say it's my year to reign. reign. You will reign this year. Say 2021 is my year to reign. I am not a slave to any circumstance. I refuse to be a slave to any situation. Are you getting the picture here? Yeah. So you are making forceful advancements. This month, by the force of God's word, you are moving forward. There will be progress in the life of everyone here in the sound of my voice. I'm announcing to you there will be progress in your life. This month, follow the teachings. Tomorrow, next Sunday, and the Sunday after. When you look back, you will see you have made progress. I said you will see you have made progress. God told me summon you to come here. Amen. Because he has a plan for your life. If you walked in here for the first time, this is the first, first move of God's spirit for the rest of your life. Are you listening to me? From here and forward, you will never go down again. No, I'm talking to those that are coming for the first time. For coming here today, from here and forward, you will never go down again. There will never be any setback that will make you stagnant again. Your days and years of stagnancy are over. You were crawling before you came. Begin to walk in the name of Jesus. You were walking before you came. Begin to run in the name of Jesus. You were running before you came. Begin to fly in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. God orders the steps of men. And he orders their steps because he has plans for them. There are certain people and certain places. If you don't meet those people and attend those places, your life will never make progress. You can be fasting and praying. When instruction comes, you know that your answer has come. Hallelujah. And I believe that as you came here today, 
Your answer has come. Your answer has come. Your answer has come. There are some of you this week, before I see you next Sunday, you will have a testimony. It will be a sign to you that God led you here. Glory to God. Sometimes the leadings of God are loud. Sometimes they are silent. But you see, there are manifestations that prove the leadings of God. And there will be manifestations in your life. Some of you, money will hit your account this week as a sign that you came to the right place. That thing that was dead will come alive. People that forgot you will remember you. As a sign that God was the one that pushed that person to come and invite you to church today. I have prayed a prayer. Lord, let me only meet the people that need me. And let me meet only the people I need. So if you are here, you fall into one of the categories. And so I'm speaking over you today. That that role that God has called you to play, you will play that role in the name of Jesus Christ. This year, your steps are ordered. No untimely death for anyone here. Rise on your feet. Lift your hand toward heaven. And talk to God for a minute. If there's anything personal you want to talk to God about, this is the time to talk to him. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of faith around the world by the power of God.